Hello and welcome to the Front Porch Pod, the show about nothing. In tonight's episode, we will discuss the following topics. NBA talk, an early look at the college football playoff, Fitchburg State basketball, most memorable events in American history, difference between religion and cult, is fear a real thing, and of course, thought-provoking shit. Pull up a seat and enjoy the show. To the front porch, now you sit in front court. It's a show about nothing but still your number one source. We be talking sun sports, so whatever you come for, better check the box score. I ain't done, I got more. Listen, when I chop it up, I can get your knowledge up. Don't ignore the obvious, time that you acknowledge us. If I say it, then I meant it. When I said it, we can play it, we can spin it, we can listen, we can edit. It's that Michael Jordan Carter flow. Almost time to start the show. Time around, we taking over. I just thought the y'all should know. Sit back, relax, because I drop facts. You are now tuned to the Front Porch Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to the Front Porch, what's going on Jordan? Oh not much, I actually have an uh, interesting story from today So Perfect We got hit with this fucking like nor'eastern snowstorm or whatever they're called did we ever um i went to this winery for lunch i like their uh i like their salads and shit but i also like their wine sure so i'm looking outside it's like icing it's like snowing i'm like you know what i'm uh i'm not leaving this place this afternoon um i was like uh i I knew the waitress and i was like hey you know so and so can i get the drink menu and she was like there's the old jordan that i know i was like yeah yeah so I picked out the wine I always get from there, and she was like, okay, one glass of, of a Pinot coming right up, and I was like, no, 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 I want the whole bottle, like the entire fucking bottle, and she brought me a whole bottle, and uh, I ate my chicken salad and then proceeded to drink an entire bottle of uh, Pinot Noir, Pinot, Pinot Noir, um, I always pronounce that wrong, um, oh, yeah, and that's kind of how my, sure. uh, my day went, it was like a, a perfect lunch. That's not bad. Um, yeah, that, that fucking snow really hit us good. Um, work and school canceled today. Didn't leave my house. Uh, did a lot of laundry, a lot of cleaning. We're a little late tonight because I did get stuck on my road. <laughs> uh, getting back from sheets tonight. But uh, So, yeah, that was fun. Now I'm sitting here with chocolate milk and the cheapest rum that you can find. And if our listeners do not know, I would recommend chocolate milk and rum for your late night um you know, adventures or, you know, movie watching, sports watching, whatever it may be. So, Carter, let me get this straight. You actually drink chocolate milk and rum? You just weren't joking about that? No, that's correct. They they complement each other well. You're a sick fuck, you know that? Yeah. I'm uh one, I'm one gonna have say. a drink too tonight. I uh I actually bought a bottle on for the road too. Uh, I didn't oh, drink yeah. it on the road obviously, but I, I'm gonna crack it open, uh have me a glass tonight, so uh I think we're gonna have a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you? See, I can't wait to see how the um, the Warriors and Rockets game goes tonight because I think the Warriors very well have self destructed. And did you see? Like I don't know. There was a clip from the other the game the other night, and it was you could clearly see what Durant said, and it was like, "This is why I'm out, man. 
Like, did you see that? I didn't even catch that. Um, obviously, oh, yeah. I've been following that story. It, there was actually a report today that says that you know Draymond and Durant squashed the beef, but I say I think they're just saying that. Um, kudos to Draymond Green. He did admit that sometimes. Uh, his emotions get the best of him, but he also said that he's not changing for no one because that same passion, uh, although can be bad, has brought championships. So I kind of, I dig that saying. I dig what he said there. Um, a couple days ago, I was pissed uh, because I thought Draymond Green just, you know, couldn't, you know, swallow his pride. Uh, but that statement today kind of clears the the air for me uh, from an NBA fan perspective not a not a not a warrior fans perspective but an nba right. fan um but i i definitely think uh the warriors can win another title this year and i think kevin durant will explore free agency because why not okay but let me counter that with if they have a chance to win and they very well do five to six nba championships why, why turn your back and why leave that you know Because these championships that Kevin Durant are, is winning, um, there's an asterisk by him. And that's not saying if he chooses another team, it's not an asterisk too. But I right. think he's proven himself here, and it's time for him to prove himself elsewhere. I, I 100% agree. But, like, you know, and I agree about, with what you said about the asterisks next to these championships. But at the end of the day, in late May and June, when – all of the hype, and you know what the NBA Finals hype is like when all the people are watching and talking about it and NBA Twitter's blowing up, like, and he's winning Finals MVPs and he's winning rings. Like, that goes on his, you know, his resume. And There's there's no doubt. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I 100% agree, and I think he very well can go win a ring elsewhere without being on the Warriors. I think he would have in OKC. Um but I, I don't know. I don't think Russell Russell Westbrook's a, a, a teammate to win a title with, as good as he is. Right. Um, but that's just me. I mean, that's a lot of people. But no, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's it, I'm gonna that's that's gonna be the most obviously the most interesting story of the summer because for the past two summers, Katie, you know, signed quickly, resigned, restructured, whatever he did to keep that team together. Right. Um, but uh, I think it could go either way right now. I I think it's what how this season plays out not only from are they going to win a championship or are they not going to win a championship but how this Draymond and Durant saga uh develops and you know Curry and Clay are probably going to be forced to pick sides and you know whose side do you pick Draymond you know was drafted with you developed right. with you yeah, uh, that's but the Kevin OG Durant's squad. Yeah. yeah that's the OG squad but Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant so facts yeah. where where do you draw the line well, I think the Warriors organization's made it pretty clear that they've, you know, done everything they can to reassure Durant that they want him and, you know, they want him there long term. I think they like the GM even came out and said that. But uh Well, naturally he has to. Yeah, yeah. Um I Definitely mean right now they're ten and three, to... I believe. I think. Yeah, like I mean that. Curry's yeah, Curry's three. hurt. Curry's playing at an elite level. Um Yeah, Curry's out ten days, I think. Yeah, I saw like he missed five games or something. Yeah. I mean, groin yeah, injuries. So. Why? Why even rush him back at all? I, yeah, yeah. Plus, they can win games without him. But they're definitely yeah. that's definitely a situation to monitor. Um, NBA is just off to a very dramatic start. A couple <laughs> things happened Never. even today. Oh um, yeah, um, LeBron dropped well, forty four last night. That was fun yeah. to watch. Congratulations to LeBron James uh, joining that top five club. I'm. It's 
so awesome to witness that with him in a Laker jersey. Passing Will. Um, passing Will in the Staples Center. I mean, you couldn't draw that up in a movie any better. Um, and I tell you what, Carter, LeBron's got the group of misfits playing, and they're winning games, and they're getting better. I said this on Tuesday. I'll say it again. The Lakers are heading in the right direction. The Rondo injury actually helps them. Sure does. Because now you force your young guys to play, and it's it's nut-checking time. Right. Lonzo Ball, what do you got? Josh Hart, what do you got? And those guys are hustle players. I mean, Lonzo, you know, I think he's an above-average defender, I would argue, great passer. And he's hitting, you know, he airballed a couple mid-range shots, but he's hitting three-point shots. And it's weird to say, but he's he's hitting open threes and he's hitting step-back threes. But any other type of scoring he struggles with, but... I feel like LeBron's drilling it into him that he has to be able to catch and shoot, you know? Yep. So yeah. uh, I just like that Laker team, man. I, I think some of those veteran contracts they they brought in on one-year deals, they come off the books next year, and you can really attract yeah. uh, a big name. That's not saying, you know, maybe you acquire a big name before the break. I don't know. I don't think they want to trade any of their pieces. Right. And I think they're good enough to get into the playoffs this year if they keep, you know, this exponential growth up. Um, so I don't see why they would give up some of their talent and future picks to acquire a guy when they can get the same guy or the same caliber guy uh, in the offseason. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I, you just can't. I mean, regardless of the Lakers or the Western Conference, you can't count LeBron out of the playoffs, you know. You, no, you just simply can't. No, you just simply can't. And um, it, like you said, the young core he has, it's developing. Ingram it's developing. developing. Kuzma developing even more so than he took the huge step he did as a rookie. Josh Hart, same thing, you know. Lonzo Ball is, you know, steady. We'll call him steady. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, I would like to see him turn up the consistency a bit. Sometimes you get really good Lonzo Ball. Sometimes you get fucking god-awful Lonzo Ball. Mm, sure um, do. So maybe if he could be more consistent, I don't know. But, you know, he's going to have to be. I actually saw a report today where the Lakers are going to let Ingram play some point guard. Oh, yeah, I would, I would love to see that. Um, yeah, let's see what he got. Ingram's right. much improved. Ingram's a good basketball player. Yeah, he sure is. Fucking 6'10". Um, can yeah. handle, can pull it from wherever, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, lo love the direction my Lakers are going. It's been so long. Um, you know, it's the Kobe hangover. Now but, you've uh, you've all, you've been a Lakers fan for the you know the good and the bad I would say at, for, my whole life. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I grew up a Detroit fan because of my my family, but uh, when I could make my own decisions, I became a Laker fan because I loved Kobe Bryant. Yeah, sure did. Uh, we've had our Kobe Lebron debates, but now I think we've we've both came and seen the other side's argument, and I think we both like both of them equally. And I feel like those yeah, are, those LeBron. debates are. Outdated, you know. They've both They're solidified. Outdated. Yeah. There's no there's no debate. Kobe's great, LeBron's better. Um it's that simple. Unless you're closing out a game, I will hundred percent say if you need a big shot and there's ten yeah. seconds, yeah, I think I'll take Kobe. But, you know, statistically speaking, LeBron may be better late game, but Kobe has the nuts to take crazy shots. That's yeah, why yeah. you want Kobe because he's LeBron is great as he is, everyone knows this. He gets timid. Mm -hmm. Um when when the pressure's on sometimes so especially you know, at the foul line especially yeah and he's even he's openly admitting it he's sucking from the foul line right now um lebron always <laughs> well I, I i will say this for the most part lebron owns up and is accountable for what his team's doing because he's lebron james yeah. other times you know he may indirectly deflect it on teammates um 
but it'll just be interesting to see. That's another you know team I really want to monitor. I want to see what what the Lakers do. Right. Um, I think right now, like the, I think the I mean the Western Conference. It's early, obviously, but I don't even think the Rockets are would be in the playoffs if obviously they started yesterday or today. They'll, they'll get crazy. it together. Yeah. They have a lot of talent. They're just struggling. Um, Do they Capella's have a lot of talent, real good. Well, Capella, Paul, and Hardner are good. I think um, right now they're starting James Ennis III against Warriors. Uh, and I respect to James Ennis III, but I wouldn't have guessed that name in a lot of tries. Yeah, I mean, the Rockets are definitely not playing up to, up to speed. Sure aren't. Um, which is good for the Lakers if one of these – you know, dominant West teams actually falls off. It's another another playoff spot. Over. You know who else is is taking a step back? The Jazz. Who? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell in particular. Don. Yeah, I saw that. I think he had like ten points last night. He's uh, this is the rookie of the year, and uh, yeah, the the real know. rookie of the year. Ben Simmons was not a rookie last year, but yeah, for some reason he won rookie of the year, and in my opinion, he should win it again this year. Yeah. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't consider that Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, is the rookie of the year last year. Um, well, I think he split it with Tatum. I'll give him, I'll give Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. Love. But uh, I think what's catching up to him is he's a slower guard slash forward, and I don't know. I just feel like he's not. He's taking much more contested and complicated shots this year. Um, so maybe the NBA has picked up on his game. I don't know, but yeah, he is definitely. He's getting, yeah, he's getting the attention defensively now. You know. Yeah. So and that happens. Guys have guys are one year wonders. Right. So. Um, but Jazz you know is definitely who, taking you, a step off. You know who's hot on that Jazz though? That who? Jazz team, Joe Ingles. That guy. Uh, that guy's boy. a sniper. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he can shoot it. Um, Dude, he lit the is Celtics the, up two weeks ago. Is he the lone bright spot? Oh, I, I don't know. Rudy Gobert is pretty good. Um, yeah, Jake is Rudy Crowder's Gobert still well. like leading the league in like shot defense at the rim or something? Yeah, he's a hell of a defender. Um, Rubio's good. Uh, Exum gives yeah, him good Rubio minutes. killed the Celtics the other the other night or a week yeah, ago he or sure so. Did. I'm trying to think who else. Derek Favors is obviously obviously good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They have a good team. They'll get it together as well. I think. Um, the Jimmy Butler experiment in Philly will be interesting, though, because oh, yeah. you see they lost. Their, they were up by, like, a good bit, and I think they got outscored pretty badly in, the, like, the fourth quarter. Here's why. It's it's going to be growing pains. They're, I mean, Jimmy, they're not going to click right away. Right. Um, I just give it some time. Yeah, well, you what got we, to. What, what we don't know about Jimmy Butler is this. Everywhere he's been, he's been ran out of fucking town. And he's been a cancer in the locker room, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Is this dude just like a gigantic asshole? Oh yeah, very much so. I yeah, mean, I believe he was homeless growing up, um, at some point in his life. Well, that's so I, very I think, unfortunate. Yeah, I think he's just, you know, he's just that's made him, you know, very tough and very, you know, well spoken. I would argue, from what I've read and listened to on numerous podcasts, he's uh, he doesn't take things lightly, uh, and he definitely speaks his mind, from what I hear. So. And he, that kind of matches his personality on the court, I would argue, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you need that to some extent. Um, I yeah, hope 100%. the Sixers can get it down. Um, Embiid had a triple-double last night. You know, still, even though he's had a year healthy, you, you never know when Embiid might not be available. Um, and at that one point, I them. really thought, oh, would that, yeah, he can't lose a player like Embiid. Um, you just can't. 
Um, but I never thought Embiid was going to make it back because he set out like the first two years with like multiple like major surgeries. So to see do, see what he's doing now, it's pretty uh, it's pretty spectacular. Right, and they were like back injuries too, right? Yeah, they were like serious issues for a seven footer. Right, that's not stuff you uh, yeah. you like to see your franchise guy get, you know? No. The Sixers were probably nervous, too, because if you think about this whole trust the process thing, it's total bullshit. Let's go through them. Markel Fultz, bust. Nerlens <sighs> Noel, bust. Um, Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor. Okafor, bust. He's, so, he on like, I think he's on the Pelicans, but he, he doesn't even dress or something. I don't, I don't he know. was really good as a rookie. I, that's what I don't understand. Well, they just kept drafting big men, too. Like, I didn't understand that. Yeah, so... You know, you hit with Simmons, you hit with Embiid, you get Jimmy Butler in a trade. So there was no process to trust. You just needed the the, the right uh, coins to fall in your basket, really. I think Embiid really helped sell the trust the process thing, too, you know? Well, yeah, like his, Embiid, his he's such a... His social yeah, he's, media, like... He yeah, has he, such a unique personality that he's a, he's a marketing magician. Right. You know? He goes at, like, famous celebrities and asks them on dates and shit, like... Joel yeah, Embiid has a, a very likable personality, and fans can fall in love with that, especially when he's producing like he's producing. And it's cool because he hasn't played basketball his entire life, too, you know? He's from Cameroon, right. I believe. Yeah. That's pretty awesome to think about, you know? Yeah, but there is one elephant in the room right now in the NBA circuit. Um, What's that? Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Where will he land? Because there's no... <laughs> There's no suitable destination, I would argue. The Lakers are in rumors. If the Lakers sign him, that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. I'm sorry. Why would they do that? How can you justify playing Carmelo? Who's he going to play over? Kuzma? No. no. Def- definitely not Kuzma or Ingram. Definitely. No. I mean, I, Why? Okay. Is, is he even an 18-minute guy? If, no. If you no. bring him in? Look. If you're the Lakers, why bring in a guy who's literally knocking at the door of his career being over? to poison what is trending in the right direction. You don't need Carmelo Anthony. If you're like, I, I don't see a suitable team for him, but someone will take him because they'll, they'll be desperate. So let me counter the Lakers argument you just made. What if, I mean, they don't have, they have Tyson Chandler, JaVale, LeBron, Lance, Rondo, I guess for like vets, but like for like the second unit primarily, if Carmelo could just be out there and, you know, shoot a couple mid-range shots be vocal, you know, help Ingram Kuzma maybe with not nothing like offensively, obviously, but just being out there because he's a vet. Because he's not like people forget that I've said it. I said it Tuesday. Carmelo's a Hall of Fame player, and he's only what 33, 34? I think thirty four. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, you know, like, he's his game like, is predicated on being not old <laughs> although he's not a super athlete because he can shoot yeah, but he's never been a super he, athlete i would argue he's never elevated on his shot if you think about it he's, it's just so smooth in one motion that he gets it off and now he's getting older i mean he's just struggling he's taking much harder looks he's slower well, you know lebron and he are friends so do you think lebron could be able to be the one person that can say look you're on the down slope bro like you know you're we're gonna maybe potentially bring you in but this isn't your show. This isn't your team. You're a bench player. Like if anybody could get that through Melo's head, which I don't think anybody can, but I would give put my chips in for LeBron to be able to maybe convince him that. 
Do you think if he gets an understanding of his new role at this point in his career, he can be effective? Like he completely changes mindset? mindset? I mean, potentially. I just don't think LeBron or anyone will be able to, to tell Melo that. I mean, yeah, that, that, and that's 100%. the downfall in some of these star players, man. They, they hold on for so long, but look, I, I was certainly never uh, a great basketball player. I was average to slightly above average, but what I was really good at was adopting my role to the team I was on. Yeah, and that, yeah. And that, that's, that's huge. Like, high school, you know, I was, at, I was one of the top options. In college, I was a role player. I fouled. I took charges. I hit open threes. I was the glue guy. I worked hard in the weight room. I, I killed conditioning, stuff Correct. like that, because I had to. Yeah, I, I didn't but, get any into the game, but I was the guy that was, you know, the, the example in practice to be on time, to be at weights, and to be, yeah, you know, ahead of the, like, yes. you know, be, you know, put an effort, you know, like, just set yes, that example. And, and you got to be and, cool with that. You got to understand, yeah, like. And, and every team needs players like that. Carmelo's yeah. never going to be able to do that, though. No, no. Like, everybody needs, like, you know, like a scrappy guy, like a Marcus Smart. You need that type of energy. You need that mentality, the guy that knows that, like, I'm not the first offensive option, but man, I can get on the floor and I can play defense and I can get the crowd involved. Like that's exactly. huge, you know what I mean? And that's not Carmelo Anthony. Sure isn't. Carmelo, but I mean, I'll give it to him. He's he secured a bag from two different teams and he didn't oh, do shit for either of them. Plus I mean, his wife is super rich. Yeah. Thunder his wife Rockets. has branded herself uh, really well. Yeah, good on her part there. Yeah, I don't think I can't think off the top of my head anything pr- more pressing in the NBA right now. I mean, what do you have anything else? Uh, there's, I mean, we could go on and on, you know. Uh, Luka yeah. Doncic looked really good. I like him a lot. They killed the Jazz last night. Killed them. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could be the rookie of the year. Very well could. Uh, the Wizards got a big win last night. I I always bring the Wizards up just because I hear about them because they're a little local team. But uh, Carter. Carter, let me stop you right there. The Wizards fucking blow. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, the Warriors drama, Jimmy Butler, yeah. LeBron being great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, solid NBA season thus far. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the continuation of what goes on. I think Durant's actually got all of Golden State's points currently, too, so this will be an interesting game. Yeah, I'm not even watching. Um, I should watch. I got the over in this game, so I'm I'm a little tuned in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should have known that. So, um, I, you're gonna have to remind me of the the D three school of the uh, the fucker that elbowed the guy after he drained oh, a three. I don't know if if this is pronounced right, but it's Fitchburg State. Yeah, that sounds um, right. And that video went viral. Obviously, uh, I feel so strongly against that that i was uncomfortable watching that video um that guy okay first of all if you go to the right website you can get what everything happened he was complaining about a no call at the other end that that was a good good no call because there was nothing he didn't get touched and for him to do that he needs to never play college basketball again again he needs, um, he needs and, to not play basketball, not college, yeah, not pick up, yeah. not rec like anything. And let me tell you about this, Carter. The, these kids, even though I'm only a couple years out of college basketball, these kids have a different mentality because if that fucker did that to me and he did knock me out or he did it to one of my teammates, he would have been dealt with right then and there. 
I would have been a fight. There would have been a oh my goodness bench clearing. I mean, no, how, it, how it wouldn't even not? had to be a bench clearing. I, I would have killed him, and I, I played with several guys who would have tried to kill him right then and there too. Oh yeah. Um, so I, that was one of the more shocking parts of the damn video. The team didn't even react, dude. We, my team, and me, and all the teams I played on at Slipper uh, at Slipper Rock, hundred percent sure. One of someone's tackling that guy. I mean, that is the dirtiest play I think I've ever seen. It's sick. I mean, I I can't imagine like what could have went on. I mean, I guess we'll he shot never a know. three and he thought he got fouled. And the and video doesn't mad. look like it. Yeah, and he was just mad. He even turned his head right before he did it and looked at the fucking referee on the baseline when there's another referee staring right at him. And he just, uh, it's sickening, man. He he's he's he needs to go. I just I can't. I'll never be able to uh, wrap my mind about what would make somebody want to go to that that extent. Uh, you know, everybody gets pissed. Everybody talks shit in sports, but like, you 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 know, as like a an athlete or like a you know a, somebody that's playing sports, even just you don't do shit like that. You don't go outside of the lines. You don't you know do you don't do dirty shit like that. Like that's you think that'd be like a unanimous thing, but clearly not. Tell me about it. They like, they actually I sent they sent that in the email chain. I'm in the email chain with a bunch of former teammates and other players and other basketball people. Right. And some of the responses were just very alike. Like that guy's gone. I would have I would have addressed that guy right there. It's just there is no room in basketball when someone does something like that and disrespects the sport and and the the livelihood of the game. It just makes me so mad, especially when. I was able to use basketball to to get me to almost where I'm at today. So it really pisses me off, and I'm sure it pisses a lot of other people off because of the disrespect to the sport, let alone how malicious the play was. Exactly, like you hit the nail on the head. Like that's just disrespectful to the to the game. You know, yeah, you're you're you clearly were beat. You were out of position. The guy hit a three. He probably made a good defensive play on the other end, and you do something like that. It, it's so far out of line. It's like you said. It's just simply malicious, and there's no yeah. place for it. None. It's it's sick. None. Um, but yeah, so that I hope we never see something like that again. But sure enough, the way this world works, it's hard to say. You know. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, I know I know one of the next things we're going to talk about. I was actually reading an article today uh, regarding it. Um. The uh, the college football playoff. Correct. Um, um I, I think right now this. it's what Notre, is Notre Dame three. So Alabama, Notre Dame's Clemson, three, Michigan's Dame, four, Michigan. Alabama, okay. Clemson. Those are the top four. Um, actually, I think they said the top ten didn't change for the third poll that came out. It's the first time that's ever happened. Um, all this playoff did was allow the committee to still be flawed. Uh, right. A couple teams were in battles this week and probably shouldn't have stayed where they were at. Um, but I don't think it matters because Alabama is so much better than everyone else. Oh, you know, let me I take that back. There's Alabama at the top. You take one or two steps down, there's Clemson, and then there's everybody else. Uh, but Alabama is better than Clemson, but both teams have top ten offenses and defenses in the country. Um, All right. But – I've seen Clemson twice. I've seen Alabama three or four times. Uh, Clemson would have to play a near-perfect game, and Alabama would have to be bad 
for Clemson to win that game. That's how fucking good Alabama is. I think they released the lines. Uh, if they were to play, I think Clemson was getting like eight and a half. Notre Dame was getting upwards of twenty-one. Michigan was also getting upwards of twenty. I think that's crazy to think about, you know? Yeah, because um, I'm all over Alabama in all three. Although this will never happen, I really wish they would move to like a what the what the you know FCS does. Like a thirty-two yeah, yeah, team tournament great. or whatever, let them duke it out. I know what they're thinking. Uh, it's not a it's not a great time in football to be lengthening the schedule with the concussions and everything going on with injuries. Um, uh, and in the NCAA's uh, defense here, they have made some rule changes that aren't liked by a lot, uh, but are definitely making the game safer. Right. Uh, obviously, now you know if a big hit occurs, there's a very slim chance it's legal. Um, they've really cleaned that up. Uh, dudes are getting ejected for hits that five years ago where it would have been on Sports Center. Um, and to yeah, me, it it's made the game carry over. Yeah, it's made the game worse to watch, but it's made the game safer. Um, right. And it's it's made defense a lot harder. So we're seeing more exciting offenses. So you know you can hate the rules all you want, but I think they've they they have had positive impacts on the game. Right. And I think that just goes to show even more, like, I don't know where they should draw the line, but there should be more than four teams in the playoff. Come on, man. Like, there's got to be at least eight. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think eight fixes it. I think you need to play one with, like, 16. Well, then well, then you're adding, like, what, four more weeks or four more games yeah, to the – Yeah, that might, that might be too much. Your eight might be your answer. Add yeah, three I games. Mean, it's hard to say, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, the so playoff, yeah. the college football playoff, is one of the most flawed and stupid systems. Still, I'm glad they got away with just the the bowl system and they did this. But uh, you can't take away the human uh, the human factor of the judges and the committees. So that's right. always going to be there. You didn't fix that. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, we haven't really talked about college football a lot, but it's actually been a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't think. I mean, I I watch it, but I'm I'm not a big college football guy. I know you aren't either, right? I mean, no, no, not really. But I have watched a couple. I've watched I watched Alabama a couple times. I've watched Clemson a couple times. I watched uh, Notre Dame a couple times, and I actually watched Pitt because I'm pretty close to them. Like once, right. um, yeah. But no, I I, I, I only Notre do Dame it too. if I can. I'm right. I don't prioritize college football, um, but I will watch the highlights on Snapchat and shit and stuff like that. So. Right. Well, Alabama plays the Citadel this weekend if you're looking for a good game to watch. Oh, boy. Oh, like they're 52-and-a-half-point favorites or something. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, whatever, though. I don't know why they would even play Tua, their quarterback, because he got hurt last week and he's had a lingering knee injury. Like, I'm not sure why they would even put him out there, you know? Right. But yeah, maybe they don't. Their backup is like just as good. Remember? Yeah, but he's also injured, and he will like Nick. Nick Saban said like he'll only play in the event of an emergency where like they're in an oh, actual shit. game, and Tua would were to go down, that's the only time that Hurts would to, go in. To the third string guy, that's probably better than fucking ninety five percent of the other starters in college football. Hundred yeah, percent. Oh, that's so unfortunate. We have to go with our third string guy. Who's yeah, going to be a Heisman star. fucking contender in three years? 
come on, come on. I think yeah. I think his name's Max. Come on, Max. You're in. You're in. Yeah. All right, coach. Alabama. Alabama would have to to piss down their leg to not win it this year, though. I'll leave it at that. That's my 100%. last. There's not much more to talk about college football. Alabama's that good. They're stealing the show. Clemson. I don't think Clemson can get them. Clemson's good. Clemson's defense is real good. Um. And that freshman quarterback, the long hair. What's his name? Trevor Lawrence, I believe. Trevor Lawrence. I am so jealous of him. I want to be him in the worst way. <laughs> Seriously, I want. Yeah, like yeah, when I when yeah. I grow up, I hopefully I'm Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that that's not a bad yeah. uh, guy to shoot for. No. Uh, yeah, but uh, speaking of college football, Frostburg State playoffs this weekend. Best of luck to them. Yeah, shout out to the local D3 school. Um, they are legitimately back on the map after a very long hiatus of not being on the map, we'll say. Well, we're going to see how good they are because they're making a jump to the Division Two conference next year, the Mountain East. They sure are. So, so they could go right back down to the fucking toilet, uh, the, to- the bottom of the totem pole, and then they might have to build again. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, I know when they lose their quarterback this year, they're going to have some, some major issues to fix because he is – He's top uh, top notch. He's I think he's yeah. an All American or something, but he's single handedly won more games uh, in his career here than most in their entire entire career put together. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Frostburg he's, State. So. Yep. Homeschool, but uh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, you know what? That, shout out to Slippery Rock University too. They're in the the NCAA playoffs this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, both our schools doing doing the thing. Right. Oh, and my alma mater, I played at Wake Tech. They just beat uh, Cape Fear, number 13 in the nation. So shout out to my, my guy, Coach Wainwright, and down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so from there, you want to transition into some American history? Some American uh, history? Yes, and if we can make American history interesting, uh, we deserve fucking pay raises. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so we're, we're talking what most memorable event in American history that you can think of yes um did it have to happen in my lifetime or ever no it can be whenever um it's the whole uh american revolutionary time with the war and people fleeing to for religious freedom and then colonizing this country and then demanding freedom from england and um i'm a little biased uh I went to Philadelphia about a month ago. I toured Independence Hall. I saw the Liberty Bell. I got backstories of what went down. Um, to me, well, this is a straight fact. This country isn't what it is if those those founding fathers don't do what they did. Correct. Uh, so to me, our whole American demeanor would be different. We don't know what would happen if that did not happen. Isn't it wild to think about, like, you know, we we pretty much said, now, fuck you guys. Like, we're doing our own thing. This is our country. Like, you know, we're we're putting together democracy here. Like, we're not doing yes. that shit anymore. Like, isn't that wild? Back in the day, they were Wh- like, nah. Whipped their dicks out and said, hey, England, we've got bigger ones. And we're not, come we're at not us. fucking around. Yeah, yeah. And we're not fucking around. So, to me, that's the biggest event. Um, and if you ever get a chance to go to Philadelphia, I know I don't say many good things about Philadelphia because I'm not a city guy. Uh, and that's a large, large city, so I don't do well there. But sure what you can do from a tourism standpoint there, it's unmatched. Um, Independence Hall, where they, where this country became this country, uh, the Liberty Bell, there's just so much rich history. Uh, even the fucking Rocky statue, man. I got a picture with the Rocky statue. Like, fuck it. 
Yeah, dude, fuck it. Yeah. You're only with the Rocky statue not very often, so you might as well get a picture, right? Right. Yeah, um, I love Philly the city. I don't love Philly the football team right now. So, yeah, speaking of uh, Philly, they play the Saints this weekend. Great. Uh, but anyway, um, that's murdering in American history. Yeah, let's not talk about that. For me, I, w- I will always, I mean, always remember the day of uh, 9-11. Like, I remember, you know, football practice being canceled and just watching the news and how quiet my parents were and, like, the – the like the feel in the room that I had mm-hmm. as a I think I was what two thousand one I was like six or seven six yeah I was like what the hell like you know what I mean in my six year old voice like I was like this is, something's not up like I couldn't you know I couldn't go outside and play I had to stay inside um, you know things were just really quiet everybody was on edge yep. and you know as far as you know being like. A memorable moment obviously it was like a horrific moment for you know a lot of thousands of people and uh-huh. but like you know just the significance of the the impact and the imp- like the 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 shit that happened after it like from policies to you know just general mindsets to you know the direction of our country it's it's insane you know yeah no doubt i, I remember that day they we left school early and they no one really had a clean answer um, I rode the bus to the daycare. Mom picked me up from the daycare. We were supposed to go to Fox's Pizza. She said, we can't go to Fox's Pizza. We went right home, and we basically did the same thing, turned on the news. And I think I was in fourth grade, so I didn't really understand it. My brother was actually away at prep school, so my parents were, like, stressing the fuck out. Um, but, yeah, that's a major event. And, you know, we could we could go back and forth about this, but – uh and and I don't want to get too in depth with it because I don't want to piss people off. But what do you think about the uh, proposed evidence around this being staged? I think uh, there's plenty of. Um, there's a lot of questions that don't make sense. A lot of unanswered questions. Um, but uh, like you said, you know, you don't want to get too far into that. You know, I don't want to no, be disrespectful no. to you know. Yeah, yeah, you really anybody don't. that you know. But, like, there is and there is factual evidence that there's some questionable, you know, remains and not remains, if that makes sense, that, you know, have come about from people that have, you know, devoted a lot of time and resources to, you know, there's, like, legit organizations that have come together, thousands upon thousands of people that have signed signatures and saying, you know, we want, you know, more answers. But, you know, like you said, you don't want to, you know, go too far into that. But there is definitely, like you said, some... Yeah. I'll make one more comment. I'll make one more comment, then I won't comment again on it. The The most confusing part of the whole day to me is that at the Pentagon, where security levels are through the roof, no camera got the plane flying in, and the whole plane disintegrated, yet the damage to that building uh, was did not look like a whole plane crashed into it and disintegrated. Yeah, you're you're spot on. Um, so that's about- that's what doesn't make sense to me. Um, but again, I, I don't think we should get too much in, in detail to it because we can we're we could be teetering on the line of disrespect. Uh, right, I right. just want to I simply want to spark our listeners thinking. Uh, you know, if you would like to add to that, go ahead and private message us. We'll go back and forth. 
Right, yeah. Please feel free to reach out. This is, you know, a very open podcast. There's no, you know, shunning on any type of beliefs. Um, So, yeah, very good point there, Jordan. Our porch is your porch. We're we're always here. Um, But, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I don't see the the gain for the government to to do that to its own people but then again well there yes are yes so there is there is here. there is a gain New it World allowed Order. george w bush to declare war on the middle east and in my opinion bush declares war in the middle east gas prices skyrocket his family's heavy into the oil world his pockets got bigger Correct. I don't know. I don't know. Just again, another another conspiracy theory. Not saying that's why. Not saying anything like that. But if they needed uh, a motive, there could be one. Yeah, and you know that led them to the the Middle East with weapons of mass destruction. Dick that Cheney never forcing were. his way into the Iraq, and yeah, I mean we all know yeah. how that has yeah. gone, and it's a mess. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's, exactly. it's just a, a mess. Not, nothing else left to say. But uh. So yeah, um, very interesting, and like we said, you know, there's no no intent for uh, disrespect or anything like that. Just thought provoking shit is mm-hmm. this segment. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into some thought provoking shit. You want to dive into some liquor real quick? Yeah, I'll take a shot. Actually, I got wine. I'll take a, I'll drink a, I'll drink a, I'll take a big gulp of Pinot. I got a, I got a chaser, aka the chocolate milk. So yeah, oh yeah. I also have. Diet Coke for some reason that stinks. I I must say I'm I'm really into dry red wine. And oh, yeah? uh, if you if you're drinking sweet wine, um, you're missing out. You need to fucking have your taste buds mature a little bit and step up to the fucking big boy plate, big girl plate, uh, and swing for the fucking fences and drink dry wine. Can't say I even drink wine, but I would really like to start. Yeah, it's good. It really is. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw on a classic rock tune too while we're at it. There's nothing better than a little classic rock unless you get stuck on the fucking road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it becomes a burden. <laughs> then it becomes a big issue. <laughs> yeah. You're like fucking mute this ASAP. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? What's the rum of choice? Oh, you know how we're rocking with the calypso still. Oh God, you and that fucking calypso. <laughs> One of these days, Carter, I'm going to get you on Maker's Mark, and you're not going to drink anything else. Oh, yeah. I could definitely drink Maker's Mark. Any, anything yeah. that it can is dark and like a whiskey, I think I could drink it. Yeah, same. Um, so what do, we, what do we got for some thought-provoking shit tonight? So for some thought-provoking shit brought to you by Jordan and Carter's Strange Minds, we're going to talk about the difference between a religion and a cult. Do you want me to go first or you? Please. Oh, boy. I'll start by saying this. I think there's a fine line between the two of them. Chocolate milk and rum. But anyway, go ahead. I I, I think there's a fine line between the two of them is what I just said. Um, So here's, here's where I've been on the religion spectrum. I grew up a Methodist. In high school, I went to a uh, Assembly of God church. Um, and now I just, uh, I'm, I'm exploring things. I go with the flow. I still believe in, I still believe in God and I, I still pray before I eat and drive and stuff like that. Um, but I've been through the entire spectrum and I must say I, I've been in some 
things that you get blinded and then someone has to pull you out to really look at what's going on. Right. Um, so really there's a very small difference between religion and cult. Uh, I mean, you could argue with each of the religions, there's cult-like characteristics, and that's going to piss some people off, trust me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, standing up and singing yeah. and shit, like, I mean... I, yeah. yeah, here's what like I don't get. Here's what I don't get. You know, everyone explains, you know, the characteristics of Jesus in, in, his, in, his, in, the, the human, in the human form. You know, he was without sin, and he was this caring and compassionate individual, uh, yet some of the most radical Christians just do not embody that. And by and by doing what they do, sometimes they push people away from Christ Correct. when they're trying to push them down their throat than they do of bringing them in. So, um, and and you see it all the time on Facebook. It's the worst. Um, yeah, but, like, but you, yeah. You, that's a very good point. Um, my base thing. So oh, hold on. Let me let me finish with one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. And I learned at a at a very early age that when you comment on some of these radical Christians post and express your opinion, you know, uh, you better change your ways, young man, you're heading in the wrong direction. Or, you know, like, uh, the, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up in hell and blah, blah, blah. You get everything from these guys and you're like, Oh my gosh, like you are brainwashed. You are in a cult. Right. Whereas you, if you just embodied Christ and everything he stood for, uh, that's a religion. Right, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, so my my thing, um, if I'm talking like like comparing religion and cult, I'm saying like to me like a religion is like an old cult, and a cult is like a new religious movement. If that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know, there's a in a religion, there's like a set of principles to guide the members. You know, there's a belief in some kind of supreme being. Um, you know, there's a belief in the importance of a certain spiritual book, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, you know, there's religion's been a concept for how long? You know, hundreds, thousands of years. But there's so many religions, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Sikhism, there's, Taoism. There's hundreds, like, there's hundreds of them, dude. There's hundreds. Yeah. Like, you know, and I feel like the term cult is often used to, like, describe a new religious movement or an alternative religious movement by those who, like, stereotype the movement. In a, a negative way, if it makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, and it's like a new, it's new spiritual movement, and there's different teachings mm-hmm. to establish establish religion. Religions. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Let me ask you this: um, Moving away from the new, newer religions, do you believe the older and more developed religions can also uh, display cult-like characteristics? I mean, I, I've, like you said, I, I've, uh, I as well grew up in a Methodist church. I went for at least eight, the first 18 years of my life. Um, so I can't really speak on anything other than a Methodist, you know, Christian church. Right. I do know that, like, you know, other religions such as, you know, Islam, you know, they pray X amount of times a day. They don't do this. They don't do that because, you know, and then you hear, you know, people in america per se that practice christianity they're like wait what like you know because it's just looked at like such a foreign thing right but at the end of the day if they're if we're talking religious there's a lot more religious acts going on in in those foreign religions per se than there are in this one that's my take on that yeah i can see that um but Um, like you know i don't we don't want to get you know political but like as far as like you know if you're a religious person i i just don't see you know where where either side 
of you know this this past presidential election you could align with if you're a legitimate Christian no. or religious person. I just and don't see where you can draw the line to say this yeah. is my candidate. Like and fuck that. You know you know how they say this is my candidate and they go with the Republican Party. Yeah. Oh because yeah. Because the because the Republican Party is you know the the party to the public that supports the Christian values. Yeah. Um, and that's why the, the Christians align themselves with the Republican Party. Um, really having two political systems is just totally fucked. Um, I'm a firm believer in separa- separation of church and state. 100%. And I, and I always think they should be separate. If the fucking founding fathers who fled, who, who left England for religious freedom, re- they, that's why they went and found America. They wanted religious freedom. Like, could you imagine if we so, went back and talked to the Federalist and we were like, we're going to make sure that the American yeah. people have one choice of religion. They would fucking fight you on, on, on spot. Yes, but the fact that they they migrated and colonized the new country for religious freedom and then put in the Constitution about separation of church and state, they got it. Mm-hmm. Religion has no role in our government. I'll say that and I will back it up wholeheartedly and I don't care who the fuck it pisses off. No, you're I wholeheartedly... Right believe in separation of church and state at all fucking levels from the mayor to the county commissioner to the house reps to the senate to the fucking vp to the you know president um separation of church and state is fucking important and we must uphold it absolutely must because it not only that it weakens religion if you just force one upon people and it it lessens religion because if you're forcing somebody then they're not gonna really you know put their you know their thoughts and time into it like well religion is supposed to be you know done if that makes sense exactly but uh so yeah uh that's an interesting segment um you know we don't want to get too far you know into politics or even religion but there is always room for you know thought-provoking conversation between individuals so if you're listening and you have any type of comment to add please please reach out and we would love to hear more from yeah, anybody I'll, that has a take. oh shit we'll, we'll go rounds with you we'll go back and forth correct and we're always open to hearing opinions on the pod so by all means please reach out yeah um so another segment for thought-provoking shit brought to you by carter and jordan's fucked up minds this isn't really that fucked up, though. So we're talking, is, is fear real? Are you really fucking afraid of anything? Do you have to be afraid of anything? Is there a reason to? Okay, um, this is a tough one to answer for me because uh, I would love to just, you know, puff my chest out and say fear isn't real. Uh, it's all in your mind. Uh, but the reality of it, fear is very real. It's a mindset, and that is very real. Um, there are ways to overcome fear, uh, and I hate to sound cliche, but... The best option today, tomorrow, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 6 million years from now is to face your fucking fears. If you face your fears, um, you may not overcome them. You may overcome them, but you may not. But it at least gives you the sense of courage that you faced them. I like that. But I like the way to me, a lot, to me, yeah, To me, fear is very real and it can derail some very promising minds and it probably has we don't know we don't know who was supposed to make a difference in this fucking world but they didn't because they couldn't overcome fear think about that i like this i read this book one time and it was um it was called a world without fear by john jones and um it was just him the whole book was about him uh, hypothetically him being like chased by a tiger and 
uh, to paraphrase, the tiger is always 10 seconds behind you and you're running for your life. So ultimately, you're not afraid of this tiger, right? Uh-huh. But you're afraid of what the tiger might do if it eats me or eat, ate me for dinner. You know what I mean? R- so right. in the book, there's like a distinct and a valuable difference. Because if we understand that we're afraid of what is going to happen in the future and not in the actual moment, that may also apply to our normal lives, situations and fears. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. So it's like, you know, are we afraid of the job interview? Or are we afraid of the rejection that when you message a girl or a guy or, you know, what may or may not happen in the future? Like Yeah, fear fear comes in all shapes and forms. Exactly. And it doesn't discriminate. What you what my fear is is totally different from yours. And what our two fears are is totally different from someone halfway fucking across the world. Correct. Fear does not discriminate. Uh, and there are multiple types of fear and to me, I'm going to stick with it. Fear is a very real thing, and it can derail you. I feel like, you know, it's our own mind that creates problems, you know, and it's based on, like, the project of an unrealized future. And that mm. really is, like, a mental thing. But, like, you know, if we're talking about fear, it's really what engages in your mind. Cause, right. Yeah, like, um, yeah. I really don't have too much more to say on that. No, yeah, I think we I, I have conquered some fear. I have conquered some of my fears. I have failed to conquer some of my fears. Right. But I'm at a good place where the fears I currently have aren't fucking derailing me. Right. Right. I mean, if we allow our fear to conquer our motivation, we know the result. We're not going to do shit. Look, you know. Look, Carter. You either run the day or the fucking day runs you. Isn't that a fact? And fear. If the day's running you, fear's probably playing somewhat of a role. Yeah, and if you allow the feel, like I said, to conquer, you know, you get to keep that same life and this imagined fear, it wins and it beats you. And like you said, the day wins. I mean, that's fucking Correct. Yep. spot on. We were right there. Yep. Um, you know, we just stay in our little box and we don't venture outside. And I mean, maybe Look, that's good for some people, but that's not sure as hell not no. good for you or I. I know that for a no. fact. No, dude. Some people are led to believe that just fucking staying in their comfort zone is good for them, but in reality, it's not good for them. Um, I, and again, cliche, I'm saying a fucking, you know, corny ass statement. Um, you can do amazing things just outside of your comfort zone. Correct. Um, but fear uh, inhibits a lot of people from jumping out of that comfort zone. So, you know, it all it all, it all ties back to, to fear being very real. Right. I feel like you and I both, we're always looking to push limits for, of our own being. You know, we're looking to push oh, the yeah. fears to see what's on the I, other side, you know. Carter, Carter, I'm still... Every day, I'm still trying to push limits. Hundred percent, and, and yeah, I hope, I hope that pretty much, and I hope that that never changes. The day I lose the fire in my belly is the day life becomes a lot, lot more difficult for me because I enjoy like really chasing things, you know. Oh yeah, dude! Like always, something that's out there that you can go get. You know what I mean? Like look, and what? you know what you have to keep in the back of your mind? Somebody else is doing it. So not not only somebody else, somebody younger, someone more hungrier. Yep, is always out there. Yep. And they're waiting for you to fucking slip up. Sure are. Like, I mean, I I, I just went, like, this is, a, like, just, like, as far as, like, traveling. Like, I went to Iceland over the summer, and I want to go more places. I want to see more, like, monuments. I want to see more, you yeah. know, things. I want to meet new people. I want to shake more hands from people from yeah. different countries and just experience the life that's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a, a, a traveling bug. Uh, I don't have that personally. I, I'm okay with seeing the United States. Right, I right. do Nothing not. Wrong with that. Yeah, but I do not want to see. Uh, I do not want to see uh, outside of this country just yet. But that's good. You have that travel bug, and you should really feed it. 
uh, because it can be very beneficial to you to enjoy and do those things. Yeah, man. And I was ner- I was really nervous. You know what I mean? And oh yeah, fucking was right. That, You're going to Iceland. Was that? And I was by myself. Was that real? Was that real nerve or fear? Like fuck no. As soon as I got there, there was people just like me, and well, I interacted Carter. with them. Like Carter, it was real fear. But you know what you did? I just conquered that shit. You know? Yeah, you faced it. You yeah. conquered it. You got over it. Now you got. Now you want. You can't wait to go to another fucking country. Hell That's yeah, conquering yeah. fear and getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about you know just you know. It's not staying in that little box and not going outside correct. and not trying correct. those new things. Yeah, it's correct. Yep. It's, it's fucking glad we're on the same page. It's all in your routine, brother. It's all in your routine. Routine is key. Facts. You got to have that schedule too. I think you you talked about that a lot on the last last pod. So. Oh yes, you you need you need uh, goals both short term and long term. Short term are so important. Long term even more important. Um, right. And then you have to have some type of accountability uh, in place. For me, I have a best friend, and we text each other in the morning at, at 4.30, 5 o'clock, making sure we're both up so we're heading to the gym. Right. Um, and then I hold myself other things accountable. You know, like, you know, I got everything accomplished today. I'm going to go to the bar and have a fucking beer. Hell yeah. Stuff like that. You guys. As you should. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's that's a rant. But yeah, um, the over is looking all right, I guess, in this game. Are uh, you fucking? You, you're addicted to gambling. You want the one eight hundred number for some help? <laughs> Send it over, please. <laughs> you ain't gonna click on it. Yeah, sure not. Fucking. Uh, so, uh, what, what? At least one more thing we need to talk about. Yeah, um, please. Is the fact that we are both located on the East Coast. It is uh, not even Thanksgiving, and you have what eight nine inches of snow. Um, Frostburg State, Frostburg, Maryland, where I go to school, I uh, got the most in the state of Maryland this, today at nine and a half or nine inches of yeah. snow, and we're yeah. getting ice and rain right now. Yeah. So, well, here's what happened: we got the ice and shit today, while you got the snow, and now the ice and stiff has moved to where you're at, and the snow's up here. We probably oh. got three or four inches, but dude, it, it iced so hard today that you can't even drive in these fucking roads. Oh yeah, I mean. Not with you get ice and then the snow on top of it. That's the, probably the worst scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, just, yeah, man. Uh, that's isn't that wild? The weather pattern. Oh, it's thirty some days until winter. Correct, dude. Dude, let me put this in perspective. From a from a ge- from a geographical standpoint, or no, excuse me, geological standpoint. The changes we've seen in the weather in the past two to three years. Two to three years in a geological timeline is nothing, Carter. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And we've seen noticeable climate changes everywhere in the fucking world. Climate change, I've said this before, I will say it again, it is going to be the most pressing issue that faces uh, our kids' generation and potentially us if it keeps uh, exponentially, uh, getting worse like it is. Correct. And not ever, not only that, every year for the past, at least four has been the warmest year on record. And every year there's, you know, sea levels that rise. And every year there's water that melts off the caps in, you know, say Greenland that, you know, there's so much water in the ocean that 
I think it's like the warm water from down south and like the Caribbean can't make its way up the Atlantic and it's just going to continuously happen and you know obviously people that are listening are like what what the fuck when's this going to you know affect anybody on earth well I don't think the fucking point of earth is to fuck it up to the point where the next generation may have to deal with a catastrophic flood yeah so, you there's know, no, there's like no planet steps, B dude yeah exactly there's no planet so, B Regardless of what you think the severity of climate change may be, I don't think it's you, you as a human's job to fuck up the planet for, you know, the next generation of life. No, no. This planet is fucked. And I, I actually was at a little a little speaking thing today, and this guy said that NASA has plans to send a crew to Mars in 2033 to try to, to start the colonization of it. Um, mm. And it's a one-way trip. These guys are pretty much volunteering to never come back. Wow. Yeah, because so, I mean, uh, once they get there, fuck. Yeah. It, it may scary. not have been. I think it was Mars. I, I don't know. It was some planet. But climate change is very real. Those who uh, do not think so are just idiots. Flat um, out blind, really. Yeah. And, it, you know, let's stop making climate change political because it, it, it's, I don't know. It doesn't I need don't to know be. Who, I, you know, let, we can blame Al Gore because he was fucking a politician and he made that documentary. I think that's when climate change started becoming uh political and the fact that you know fossil fuels and fucking yeah the lobby people lobbying for it and all that type of shit chocolate milk and rum that's crazy i can't believe you'd you'd make that combo but but i could talk all night on climate change i really could just to, to case in point for you um so tomorrow 45 and sunny saturday 45 and sunny Next weekend, forty-eight and sunny, forty-six and sunny, forty-seven Hell, I'll be, and sunny. I'll golf next weekend. I will I'll fucking play nine holes here of is. golf. Yeah, and here it is. We're getting nine inches of snow today. But next weekend, we're talking about outdoor activities. Yeah, <laughs> that's if that doesn't type give you some type of alert or, or like some Dude. type of you know, wow, look, these weather patterns are fucked. Maybe we should you know. I just look, don't. I just don't think it means serious. And and you know and you know what a lot of people don't understand. What's that? Climate change doesn't just refer to summers being hotter. It refers to shit like what's happening right now happening. Snowstorms in early November. Correct. Followed by spring-like weather. This is all climate change right here in front of our eyes. Thanks for tuning in to the Front Porch Pod. It would mean the world to us if you could leave a review on iTunes. We can't grow this show without your continued support. And we can never thank you enough. And we will save you a seat for the next time on the front porch.